as we have been doing, we're going to look at the characteristics of a gift and then a corresponding misuse or a liability, if you would. Uh, you have on one side an asset, and to every asset there is a corresponding liability. And so with that, as we learn some of the positive character traits, there's also uh, a negative warning that goes along with them uh, as we uh, look at these uh, different gifts. Now, the word mercy, uh, it's the word eleo, and it means uh, it's only used three times. This Greek word is only used three times in the New Testament. Uh, and uh, with this, this mercy, it is to show lenience and compassion towards someone or something. Uh, when we look at God's mercy, God gives mercy to us as his children. Uh, we see that God gives us, uh, he is gracious to us, and he is merciful to us. Now, grace is God giving us what we do not deserve. So we don't deserve the blessings that God gives to us. Mercy, on the other hand, is God restraining, God not giving us what we do deserve. We deserve judgment. We deserve condemnation. We deserve, even as his children, we deserve chastening and so much more than what we even experience. Why? God is a merciful God. He is, he is a gracious God, but God's grace comes from the, uh, it's predicated by God's mercy. Uh, God's mercy uh, comes first. And so uh, Hebrews 4 and verse number 16, go to Hebrews 4, 16. I want you to see this because I don't think you can truly understand uh, God's mercy and his grace without putting them in the proper perspective. So Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 16. The Bible says, Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. Now, uh, God is telling us that we have the right to come to God in prayer. Praise the Lord. What a blessing when we have, uh, that we can even come to God, that God would even uh, let us have a, a, a audience with him. God allows that to be the, the case. But not only do we have an audience, he says that we can come boldly to the throne of grace, all right? Now, with that, he says, therefore, let us come boldly, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. Now, uh, the throne of grace, the place where we receive what we do not deserve, okay? We, grace is God giving us what we do not deserve. So we can come before him, this place where we receive these benefits that we do not deserve. But he says, he says, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain what? You see, we have to get that mercy before we can ever be the beneficiary of God's grace. Why? Because we have wronged God. We have sinned against God. 
And whether, whether your sin is a sin that is a uh, sin that we would classify as a big sin, you know, we look at David and Bathsheba, we look at uh, the, the uh, evil of, of murdering Uriah, uh, we look at different sins and we classify them, uh, but, but whether or not it is an outward sin like that or whether it is an inward sin like Jesus said that if you hate your brother, you have killed him, you have murdered him already in your heart. Lust, envy, jealousy, pride. None of us are exempt. And our sin nature, though our sin penalty has been paid by Christ on the cross, our relationship with God is dependent on us keeping that, that relationship clear. And removing things that are, that are obstacles to our relationship with God. God said, be holy for I the Lord thy God am holy. God's holiness has not changed because it's 2023. And just because a society has allowed things and has embraced things, just because uh, we and our own self-righteousness think that our sin is okay, it's just these other ones that need to be dealt with. When we come to God, we can come boldly, but we need to obtain mercy. Because we've sinned against God. And so this mercy is something that God gives to us. Every one of us uh, deserve judgment, condemnation, punishment uh, for our sins. So he says, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And the grace comes after the, ex the giving of mercy. So God's giving of uh, his graciousness to us is the result of him already giving us uh, this mercy. So mercy predicates grace. No mercy, no grace. No mercy, no grace. So let's look at this thing called mercy. So Romans 12, 8, uh, we see these, uh, these uh, verses here that uh, talk about the different, uh, the different uh, spiritual gifts. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Now, Mercy needs to be given, but not out of obligation. You know, you and I, every one of us, whether mercy is our spiritual gift, we are to give mercy, not out of obligation. We are, we are to give it with cheerfulness. Why? We are to interact with each other the way God interacts with us. And when I sin against God, God gives me mercy. And God is gracious. When somebody sins against me, when 
Sin is the word trespass, the crossing of a line. When someone crosses that line with me and they injure me, uh, they cross those barriers or boundaries, uh, then I am supposed to give mercy just like God gives me mercy. I am supposed to forgive just like God forgives me. And so here, this mercy, it is to be given with cheerfulness. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like to be wronged. Does anybody? You know, if Brother Chris, Brother Christie, he left. All right, Brother Christie's back there in the back. Uh, but let's say that uh, Brother Josh uh, walks over to Brother Bill and smacks him upside the head. And then I look at Brother Josh and I say, you know what, I give you mercy. <laughs> you got an advocate. It doesn't mean the same thing. I could be merciful to him, but it's not real because I wasn't wronged. So when, for us, in this area of mercy, and this is for all of us, not just those with the spiritual gift of mercy, we all need to, we need to learn how to be merciful, uh, to show mercy, uh, because we will be wronged. We will be offended, right? We will be offended by someone out in the world, and we'll be offended by somebody right inside the church walls. And when that happens, if we don't learn how to be merciful, you know what will result is we will become bitter. And we will blame God and God's work for someone else's action. Right? How many people walk out the doors of church? I'm done with church. Why? Someone injured them. Someone disappointed them. Someone hurt them. And in the process of that, they did not grow, mature, learn how to deal with that spiritually. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. Their foolishness unto them. So when we are acting according to our carnal nature, we are not going to respond in a way that is spiritual. So we have to learn how we are to be spiritual. So uh, this area of mercy, all of us need to exhibit mercy. All of us need to understand uh, this truth uh, about mercy. But there are some people that have been given this spiritual gift of mercy. And in that, you see compassion, you see a, a way to be able to help and understand and identify with individuals that uh, have been injured and have been hurt. So in Romans 12, 15, for those who have been given this gift, this spiritual gift uh, of, uh, of mercy, we see that a guideline for this gift is verse number 15. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. 
You know, the person that has this spiritual gift of mercy, and I'll get to the, uh, the points here in a minute, uh, but what we find is they have the ability to, to emotionally connect on both ends. Have you ever been in a spot where you just didn't know what to do? Someone, someone was hurt. Someone was going through, whether it was an injury, whether it was uh, from somebody, whether it was just a circumstance in life and their world was turned upside down and you just didn't know what to do. You know, the person with mercy, they know how to emotionally connect. This spiritual gift of mercy. You know what? We need those people. We need those people. Because not everyone has the ability or have taken time to learn how to emotionally connect with people who have been wronged, who have suffered loss, who have been injured, been wronged. And so mercy is such an important uh, gift. So uh, they are to rejoice uh, to, and they're to weep. Uh, so the fulfillment of the one that has this spiritual gift of mercy, uh, they get uh, spiritual fulfillment in connecting with people in not only their, uh, their highs, but also in their lows. And so they find fulfillment in connecting. Some people just want to sort of stay back and stay out of it because we just don't know what to say, just don't know what to do. That merciful person, God gives us people with spiritual giftings. He has placed you in the body as it hath pleased him. Why? So the body can operate, so the body can function, the church body, so it can function the way it needs to. And we're not all the same. We all have different spiritual giftings. So when one person does not know how to deal with it, uh, another one does. And that's why it's important for us to learn our spiritual gift, and then to recognize how we can use it for God's glory. So let's look at those assets and liabilities. Uh, number one, uh, the, uh, the uh, characteristic uh, of those that uh, have this uh, gift of mercy, number one, they are deeply loyal to friends. Deeply loyal to friends. Uh, relationships are so very important to them. Uh, Luke chapter number 9, and I'm going to hasten just because of time. Uh, Luke chapter number 9, verses 51 to 56. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when the time was come, that he should re uh, be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. And sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, even as Elias did? But he turned and rebuked them and said, Ye know not what manner of spirit you are of. 
For the Son of Man has not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. So here we have uh, James and John uh, that are there, brothers, the sons of thunder. And you have these two brothers uh, that were uh, uh, following the Savior. Uh, John is the character uh, that I look at with this spiritual gift of mercy. Uh, But here, uh, they were so loyal to friends that they they felt like anything wrong to Jesus was let's just burn them all let's just let's just take them all out of the way uh, and and so uh, when you think about a merciful person you don't think of that side but that merciful person is so loyal on one side that they can also uh, they will uh, they will see that injury and uh, so they're deeply loyal to friends and we see that uh, in that conversation but on the other side they can have the tendency to take up the Offenses of others. You know the person that no matter whether somebody was absolutely wrong or not, they're coming to the defense of the wronged, of the of the person in the wrong. Because they're they are they are drawn to to take up that offense. Uh, and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter whether they're right or wrong. So there is, there is a tendency for those that have this gift of mercy to want to come to the defense of people, and that's part of that asset, but there is a liability. If they're not careful, they can become somebody that is, that is going and taking up somebody's offense who is in the wrong. You know what? No matter who the face of the person is, the Bible says that we are not to be a respecter of persons in judgment. So in mercy, we have to realize that there's, there are times when, when somebody is wrong, judgment has to come. And if we're not careful and we run to the defense, they're not going to be able to respond properly because some, they've got somebody on their side. So, so the person there they, that has that gift of mercy, they have a tendency to uh, take up the offenses. Uh, the merciful will also uh, often take up the injury of the person in trouble. Uh, and this taking up for them can cause them to be entangled in something that they had no business in being a part of. You know what? We have to make sure that we are, we are conscious of the decisions we get engaged in and the actions that we get engaged in. Proverbs tells us that he that, uh, that walketh by and uh, that uh, walketh by and meddleth with a strife belonging not unto him is like a man that taketh the dog by the ears. You know what? You take the dog by the ears, you're getting bit in the face. And when we meddle with areas that aren't ours to be engaged in, we can get bit. The merciful 
oftentimes will get bit because they haven't learned when to engage and when not to engage. A spiritual gift does not mean that you always engage. And that is in any of them. And so they can see someone hurt, whether it's justified or not. Uh, the one with mercy can, can get involved uh, even at the expense of personal injury. Uh, so number one, uh, they're deeply loyal to friends. Number two, they have a need for deep friendships. Not only uh, do they value those deep friendships, uh, they have a need for deep friendships. Uh, they are uh, the very nature of that person with the gift of mercy. It requires deep uh, uh, friendships. Uh, the commitments uh, that they have towards others, they have to be reciprocated. Otherwise, that relationship, they, they, they will struggle with those relationships. Uh, John was not only numbered among the 12, John was also in the inner three. He was... He was not only named among the 12 uh, who, were, who were a special group, not just a disciple, a follower of Christ. He was an apostle. He was, he was in that, that group of 12, but not only in the group of 12. He was, he was listed among uh, the three, Peter, James, and John. And so uh, always in that order. And so he was named uh, the apostle. He was named as the apostle whom Jesus loved. Referenced over and over and over again in scripture was he was the apostle. He was the one whom Jesus loved. Uh, that, that having that close relationship, reciprocated relationship there. And because of time's sake, we're not going to go to them, but I'll give you the verses. Uh, John 13, 23, John 19, 26, John 20, verse 2, and then John 21, 7, and 21, 20. And so uh, I'm sure you got all of those. Uh, and so uh, he, he, there was a need for deep friendships. And then uh, with that, on the other side, there, the liability side is that they can become, not only do they need those deep friendships, they can become very possessive. So that deep need for committed relationships can cause the one with mercy to monopolize the time and attention of those who are their friends. Because they need that reciprocation. And in that, the warning is that they, they have to remember that there are others that need that person's time and attention as well. Now, let's be honest. All of us only have so much time. And we have to make sure that we prioritize our time to where we are giving it to our priorities. Don't get quiet on me. Because the reality is, there are people that can steal our time, and it could, could not, not a wrong thing, but now I've said yes to so many things that now I cannot, I've said no to the most important things. Have you ever said, 
I got to the end of my day and I didn't have time to pray? That was a wrong priority. I gave my time to something that I should not have given my time to. Why? Because prayer is more important. Spending time with God is more important than whatever else we want to fill in the blank with. And we say yes sometimes to the wrong things. So they become possessive. So if one relationship is injured, though, the one with mercy will start to place more emphasis or demands on a new friendship. And so it creates some uh, stresses there. Uh, Number three, they empathize with hurting people. Those with the gift of mercy, they empathize with hurting people. It allows them uh, to sense which individuals are hurting. They, they can just intuitively, they know. You know how many times where somebody walks up and they say, how you doing? And you tell them, doing good. And they walk away and you're doing terrible. Right? You know what the person with mercy they know you're lying to me <laughs> no really how are you doing you see they have that ability to sense that you know all of us need to work on that because we can get into a we, we can get into just a attitude or so used to a routine that we we miss some of those opportunities. But here, this person that uh, that has the gift of mercy, they can they can really sense that uh, they can uh, sense the pain uh, and they can sense the full scope of emotions of those that they're working with. Uh, but on the other side, they can get to a place where they will tolerate evil because they are so focused on on connecting and emotionally helping the person that's hurting that they will give a pass on sin and that is that is a very dangerous thing so those that have the gift of mercy if they don't have spiritual discernment as to why people suffer they can, they can then give sympathy and encouragement to somebody that is suffering or being chastened because they have violated biblical principles or moral laws. And the chastening of God is upon them and you step in to stop them from getting to a place that God was going to bring them to repentance. Repentance. So we have, to be, we have to be mindful, have spiritual discernment. I think about the prodigal son. We're not going to go there because of time's sake. But in Luke 15, uh, verses 19, uh, 11 to 19, uh, we find the prodigal son. And this prodigal son was making bad decisions. You know what? The father stayed home. 
And he allowed the circumstances, he allowed the judgment of God to come into his son's life. He didn't, he didn't make excuses for him. He didn't chase him down. He didn't keep enabling him to stay and do wrong. He let the consequences of his actions go full circle. You know, I'm afraid sometimes our kids, when they go a wrong direction, that we step in, we're not a good Holy Spirit. We've got to let God be God. And in doing so, trusting that God loves your kids more than you love your kids. God loves people more than we love people. But at the same time, when we look at the prodigal son, the full circle, Bible says that the, this prodigal son, he came to himself. You know what? You can't help people that don't want help. And the person that has the gift of mercy, too many times they want to jump in and just stop the consequences from hurting this individual. But it may be that the consequences are exactly what that individual needs for them to get things right. Mercy from us is not what they need. They need mercy from God. And so we've got we've to allow that to happen. Uh, number four, they make decisions. They tend to make decisions based on benefits. Uh, with that, uh, the, the, the mercy, mercy uh, the merciful individual, uh, they find it hard to be firm because they don't want to offend other people. So sometimes their actions are based on what they, they see being a benefit, not necessarily what is right and wrong. So they have to, have to be mindful of that. Uh, they, they must see the greater hurt of when somebody is going a wrong direction uh, than, uh, than the hurt that they are per- currently experiencing. Uh, There are consequences for actions, uh, but if we step in for every one of those those wrong actions and those consequences, uh, there may be some greater consequences that are coming down the road. And we did not help them by by, uh, trying to make them feel better about themselves. Sometimes they just need a prophet to come in and say, you're wrong. Get this squared away. And there are times for mercy, but we have to, we have to be spiritually, we have to have that discernment uh, of, of when to use that. So uh, John, he was faced with a decision in, in Acts 4 uh, to deny the Lord uh, and the pressure that was on him. Uh, he did not do so because he understood uh, the, bigger, uh, the bigger consequences of those, deci- those decisions. Uh, so uh, they, they have a, a hard time being firm. Uh, but with that, that failing to be firm, when the person uh, with mercy is in leadership, Uh, they can tend to avoid the discipline that needs to take place. And and when that happens, 
it does not help the individual because uh, they need that, that judgment. They need that consequence. They need that to be able to help them come full circle to get things right. Uh, number five, uh, I'm sorry, before that, uh, prophets react to the, the, those with mercy. The prophet looks at the person with mercy and says, you just need to back off and let them get judged. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, the merciful, they react to the prophet uh, because there are two opposite spectrums. But what we find is opposites attract. And there's, it's an amazing way how sometimes those, those opposites on these ends of spectrum they bring a balance uh, into uh, a life. Uh, number five, uh, the, the, those with the spiritual gift of mercy are deeply sensitive to loved ones. Uh, mercy carries the ability to see genuine love. Uh, and with that, uh, they can uh, have a greater vulnerability to the hurts uh, from those that they love. Uh, they're just very sensitive uh, with that. Uh, on the other side, uh, they can lean on emotions versus reason. And uh, the, the, merc- the merciful, those that have the mer- gift of mercy, uh, they have uh, sensitive feelings. And unfortunately, they will base, they will tend to base their decisions on how they feel as opposed to what is true. And you know what? We, find, we all can find ourselves in that spot. And just because we feel a certain way doesn't mean it's right. And so, uh, but that is, that is a liability for those with the gift of mercy. Number six, they have a desire to remove hurts. The exhorter will look at a hurt that somebody is going through and they're looking for a benefit of what they can learn and how then they can help other people through this injury. Those who have the gift of mercy, they're going to look at that hurt and they are going to try to take their hurt away. They're going to try to remove whatever that hurt is. So on the other side, uh, the the uh, uh, liability is they, they will react to God's purposes. Coming back to that spiritual discernment, all of us need spiritual discernment. You know, there, God is a gracious God. God is a loving God. Amen? And when good people suffer... A merciful person can look towards heaven and say, if God was really good, why would he let them suffer? And then become bitter against God. Every every one of these spiritual gifts, just in our Christian life, we have to develop a foundation for our faith. And our, the truth of God is true no matter what. True. Truth is true. 
And we've got to grab a hold of it because there are times where we might not feel that it's true. We have a sin nature. And, and here we could react to God's purposes. And, and with that, uh, if a person that has the gift of mercy, if they do not pr- uh, maintain a proper perspective, they can become bitter towards God. Uh, number seven, uh, we see that they can measure acceptance by closeness. They need that physical closeness uh, in their relationships uh, to be reassured of acceptance. On the, the flip side, uh, they can sh- fail to show deference uh, when, mer- when a mercy demands physical closeness in a friendship, uh, he may uh, fail to recognize the desires, the needs of others uh, in that person's life. Number eight, uh, and this is the last one here, they are attracted to prophets. Uh, and, and that is just so ironic to me uh, that the merciful and the prophets are attracted to each other. And I do think that is because of that balance. They say that opposites attract. Uh, but the very same attraction and in any relationship, so often the thing that attracts someone to another individual will later be the exact same thing that repels them later. That bubbly spirit that that individual had, outgoing, a friend with everyone, and then all of a sudden later, there's a jealousy that comes in. The very thing that caused you to be attracted, now you're jealous of. And then there's this repelling. So here, we have to realize that is a tendency in any relationship to be attracted by the opposites, but there can be a danger there as well. And being aware of that helps us navigate these, these relationships of life. So spiritual gifts. We've, we've spent these last eight weeks on spiritual gifts. And with that, if we know about them, but we don't use them, we don't sharpen them, we don't grow them, then that spiritual gifting that God has given us is, is being wasted. That's not good stewardship. Stewardship is not just our dollars. We need to be a good steward of the spiritual gifts that God has given to us. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Thank you for your people. Thank you for the opportunity that we have to to grow and to learn. And, And I pray that you would help all of us to continue to grow in our own Christian life. Not, not just go through the motions of being in church and uh, serving in different aspects of life, uh, but Lord, to truly be the person that you have designed us to be, uh, to impact our world, uh, our family, our home, uh, those that uh, are in our family, extended family that we love. Uh, I think about uh, the people that we uh, we work with uh, day in and day out in our vocation. I pray that you would help us uh, to be the individual, uh, the salt, the light, the encouragement, uh, the one that shows the love of Christ. And so bless each one of our people. Help us uh, tonight. Uh, help us as we endeavor to grow. For Christ's sake we pray. Amen.